All right, good morning. Welcome to Middle Tech's Friday Update. Uh, not in my normal spot this morning, on the move for uh, Commerce Lexington's uh, leadership visit to Tampa. Some of you guys might have saw uh, me put that on my story. So we're going to get Nate in here. We're going to have normal Friday update, um, just not in the studio as we normally do. So we've got stories about, unfortunately, more news with Elon Musk's Twitter takeover. Uh, we've got a story about Apple and the end of the iPod. And then we've got a wave of tech layoffs that have happened here recently as well that we want to discuss. So let me get Nate in here and we'll get this rolling. Good morning. What's up? Speak for yourself about not in studio. I'm not trying to flex on everybody <laughs> like you. I'm not trying to flex. I just got palm trees in the background, so I have to call it out. <laughs> you got the palm trees. You got that, that bush. I don't even know what that is. I could have sat down on the beach if that would have made it worse. Do, do you have a view of the hotel that you're staying in? Uh, yeah, the big, big pink yeah. palace. Come on. <laughs> this is my apartment, everybody, right here. <laughs> but you're on a trip, uh, learning about technology in Tampa. Anything you want to share about that? Yeah, it's not specifically technology. So this is okay. through Commerce Lex. Um, it's their leadership visit. So they'll do a visit down to another uh, comparable city to Lexington, and they'll meet with all the leaders down in that city and talk about uh, city development, what that city's uh, focuses have been as it's grown, what some of its challenges have been and how they've overcome it. Um, I put it on my story. A lot of the common themes that I've heard have been around affordable housing, investing in mass transit, making the city more walkable, um, all stuff that Lexington would, would do well to implement when we get back. But the best part about it has just been the networking. The networking here has been yeah. incredible because it's about 150 of of leaders in Lexington that are involved in business. So it's been a lot of fun to be in, uh, in Tampa with them and getting to meet everyone. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited to hear some more about that. And I know you're having some conversations down there um, mm -hmm. that can influence some episodes of the podcast. So I think our audience as well is going to really benefit from it. Yeah, so I'm actually staying through till Sunday. And that's the purpose of me staying longer is I'm going into, uh, into Tampa today to talk to some of the people that actually are in the tech ecosystem. I haven't gotten to talk to a lot of people that are involved in tech just yet. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go and do some interviews with them and try and in there. We lost back? We're back. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Looks like I have a good signal. But anyway. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go over the sponsors we have and then dive into some of these stories. Yeah, cool. So I want to uh, thank our sponsors before we jump in. Two sponsors on today's Friday update. First, we have KY Innovation, our presenting sponsor for the entire year of Middle Tech's content. KY Innovation has a lot of programs that help innovators by name, uh, entrepreneurs, startups, anybody who's trying to push the state forward from a business perspective. Um, so thank you to KY Innovation for being our presenting sponsor. Go check them out if you're a founder. A lot of great resources. And also Bolt Marketing is a sponsor for today. Bolt Marketing is based in Lexington. Um, they do some great work, full stack marketing, but especially focused on websites. Um, and they focus helping founders as well. They want to take on that marketing so founders can focus on running their business and not about having to post or put uh, put a good website out there. So go check them out, um, Bolt Marketing in Lexington. Really great company. They've got our website if you want a, an example. Awesome. Well, let's dive on in. Um, so we've got more stories revolving around this Twitter takeover. Uh, and I think there's some dynamics at play behind the scenes that, that I kind of want to mm -hmm. get into discussion with. But uh, why don't you start us off by just what, what's going on? What's Elon doing now? 
Yeah, so there there were a couple um, updates from last week that we, we didn't cover, but I think now is a good time to kind of just bring everybody up to date since the last time we talked about Elon. Last week it leaked um, that he was talking to some big venture capital firms um, about his plan for Twitter, which revolved around growing the user base and getting a larger percentage of those users into subscriptions to grow revenue. Um, and it seems like people like those plans for Twitter um, because some of the biggest VC funds uh, in the world, honestly, ha have joined the financing package for him to buy Twitter and take it private. That was last week. Now it just came out this morning uh, through a late night tweet from Elon um, that the bid for Twitter is on hold until Twitter uh, can confirm and show data to support the fact that less than 5% of its users are either, in Elon's words, fake or spam accounts. Uh, Twitter did a filing um, earlier this year that said that. I'm wondering if he doesn't believe it or he thinks that the data might show otherwise. Um, so it seems like this, like you said, might hint at some contention behind the scenes. So are you, I guess, is he basically saying the reason the deal is halted is because he wants to see that specifically? That's what his tweet said. Yeah. The deal okay. is halted until they show data to prove it. Yeah. I mean, this is all speculation for reasons outside of what Elon himself has said, but uh, I saw some tweets about just the dynamics of the market right now and repricing that mm -hmm. deal altogether. Um, I mean, yeah. everything's kind of crashing all of a sudden, even Twitter shares are going down. So uh, I've heard some people saying this might just be Elon trying to put things on hold and then reprice the deal and then kick it yeah. off again. Again, that's just speculation. Um, but I do think it's interesting that that didn't come up before that he didn't want any of those things kind of in the original deal. Uh, so I think mm -hmm. it, it does seem a little bit, a little bit fishy that this is just kind of popping up now, especially with all the other market dynamics that are at play uh, alongside this. Yeah. Agreed. And now would be a good time to reprice the deal with how the market is going. Mm -hmm. um, one interesting point that I think, um, you know, kind of supports that is that a lot of people are saying the true value of Twitter is not in the app or in the website or in, you know, the fact that you can, there's a like button, there's a retweet button. It's, it's in the community that's on there. It's a community of tastemakers across all kinds of industries. And it, so it's the people that he's paying for. And then they can open source an algorithm or open source a front end client to, to interact. That's, there's a lot of ways they can take it, but the, the people that are on there is what's valuable. So if 5% of them are fake, then you're overpaying by 5% or more. So that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I think that's the whole reason that Elon didn't try just starting his own social media platform of some sort, mm -hmm. because you're buying the user adoption, you're buying the platform that people are already talking on. Um, that's why you don't see new social media companies popping up uh, as quickly as we did when social media was kind of first invented, because it's just so hard to gain user adoption, to gain that critical mass to where you have enough people on it that are actually using it as a platform as Elon wants it to be for free speech and, and kind of public discourse. Um, so anyway, sure. probably not worth spending too much extra time on that story just because we've already covered, I think this is our third time covering it. Elon yeah. just keeps, keeps giving us new reasons to bring it back up. <laughs> Um, but we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep you guys updated if anything major changes with that. Um, but for now, it looks like the deal's on hold, and we'll see what happens next. Um, so this next story, kind of a nostalgic one. Apple has killed the iPod 20 years after the first one was released. Uh, so give us the rundown on this, Nate. Are you, how are you feeling about it? Are you sad? <laughs> I, uh, 
my old iPod Touch, which is the last iPod I owned, is at my parents' house in New York. And every time I'm there, I try to turn it on. Uh, and it has like 10 songs on it and it's slow as hell. Uh, but it's just kind of fun to mess around with. Um, but no, I think it, it's it's just kind of a, it's a quick story, but it's one that I think anybody in technology sees value in. Um, 20 years ago, the first iPod was announced by Steve Jobs on stage. Um, I always get it confused. I thought that was the one where he pulled it out of his pocket, but that was, it's not. That's when he introduced the iPod Nano. He was talking about it like for, for 10, 15 minutes, and then he just pulls it out of the pocket and is like, it was there the whole time. Um, but regardless, like things like that is, I think, why the iPod was huge in the first place. Steve Jobs was a marketing genius. This was his first big new product after rejoining Apple um, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and he didn't talk about, in the marketing of the iPod, he didn't talk about, oh, it's, you know, it has this kind of music encryption and you know, anything like that. It was, you have a thousand songs in your pocket. That was it. And yeah. everybody had a device in their own pocket for the first time after that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Elbert's saying it down here in the comments, it was ahead of its time. Uh, but mm -hmm. after the iPhone came along, it was, you know, it was time to go. We, we listen to music on our phones now, but man, I can remember having that first iPod mine. <laughs> so fun fact about me, I wanted to start a band really bad when, uh, when I was younger. Oh, really? So I had, I had an iPod engraved with my, my future band name. Uh, I was going to name my band Half Moon. So I, ha I had an iPod that said Rock On Half Moon. So a lot of, I just bring that up because of the nostalgia that's around iPods now. I think they're going to kind of become collector's items in a way. So I've got, I think I had three of them throughout the the lifetime of iPods that weren't like the iPod Touch. Uh, so I've got them all stored away at my parents' house as well. I, I turn them on every time I get there. But this also is kind of, when you look back at it and you, you feel the nostalgia of it, it's a, it's a shift in in Apple's future, really, because that, you know, whenever you thought of Apple, that was synonymous with the iPod and with music. And now they're more so starting to focus on, uh, well, I think they're starting to focus on augmented reality and, and virtual reality. We just haven't seen any products uh, directly come out of that. So uh, as Apple continues to advance and has all this cash on hand, uh, it's kind of a new chapter for Apple. Uh, it's not it's not the Apple that we grew up with anymore. And um, I think this just kind of marks the end of that chapter. Yeah. It's a good company at switching their focus based on overall market trends. Um, you know, you think the, the iPod led to the, iPod was a huge new device, led to the iPhone, massive, amazingly big new device, uh, which led to the iPod also, or sorry, iPad, also very impactful. There hasn't really been a new device since then. The watch is big, but not really relatively, um, but services, AR, VR, is where the focus is um, now. And they've done a really good job at kind of pivoting all their operations to that. Yeah, uh, I wanna address Elbert's question here too. Uh, he said, do you think we'll go back to smaller devices like those? I think that before we go back to devices that are any smaller than the current iPhones that we use, it'll become more and more wearable technology. So I think that's where things like, you know, glasses that are actually good, AR, I think that's the only thing that would, mm -hmm. that would replace the current size of technology that we're using now. I think that's still a long way. I know that everyone kind of talks about contact lenses that can, that can provide AR, but I think we're still a good ways away from that. Until then, I don't think we're going to see the us going back to iPod-sized devices. Personally, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I don't, I don't know what the exact implementation is, but I think it's integrating um, our interfaces and our content with the world around us, whether that's contact lens or glasses or, or you know, whatever. Um, I'm 
kind of scared of that. Like, I like the idea of not having my phone and like always having to look down and where am I going? You know, what's text did I get? Like being distracted by something in my hand. But am I going to be distracted by stuff all around me? Or is it going to integrate well? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, this is also the conversation when you start talking about what does the next 25 years look like with Neuralink being developed and interfacing mm-hmm. our brains with computers? But that's a conversation for another day. That's, that's not even one to bring in Apple on. Um, anyway, I think that's probably enough, enough conversation for that story. Uh, just wanted to, to bring up the nostalgia and uh, call out that the, uh, the iPod is no more. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have any top songs that you remember you listened to on your iPod? I was a big Maroon 5 guy. Uh, I was a big Green Day guy. Oh, Green Day yeah. for sure. Um, I listened yeah. to "Wake Me Up When September Ends" and "Boulevard of Broken Dreams." Those were I was I was into a rock phase when I was when I was younger. That's why I wanted to start yeah. a rock band. So those are my top ones. That. What about you? Th- those are big. The, the Green Day actually the the uh, could, the Hurricane Katrina relief concert had Green Day and U two. Yes. A version of like there is a house in North the house the house of the rising sun or whatever yes yeah i banger. downloaded that version <laughs> of it thousands of listens i love it i love it oh man all right well let's go into this last story here um that's just around all these big tech layoffs that we're seeing now so this is a little bit of an indicator of where the economy is kind of heading right now all these giant tech companies that are kind of grow at all costs raise massive rounds of venture capital massive valuations are now starting to lay off people um, so Nate, why don't you kind of kick this off by talking about just high level, what's going on here? What are some of the companies that are, are laying off employees like this? Yeah, I think, um, I think this is one part of a larger story, um, about a economic slowdown that has been talked about for a while, but seems to be a reality at this point. Um, the, the true definition of a recession is two or more consecutive quarters of economic contraction. Q1 was one of them. And it's seeming like Q2 is on track to be one as well. Um, the There's obviously been a lot in the crypto space going on this week that we're not gonna talk about because neither of us are crypto experts and we probably couldn't do it justice. Um, but there's also a lot on the stock market and a lot um, in the private tech markets as well. Um, a bunch of tech companies has had massive layoffs this past week, um, you know, even extending out the past couple months. Um, just a few that I think are, are in this past week important to talk about. Cameo in Chicago cut 87 people. Um, Mural, um, which is a SaaS company, has cut dozens of people. Robinhood has cut 9% of its workforce. On deck, 25% of its workforce. Main Street, 30%. Um, the list goes on and on. There's also talks that bigger companies in the public markets like Meta and Uber are on hiring freezes and layoffs are expected. Um, So it's impacting technology um, all over the board. um, And it just kind of shows people are trying to to hold their cash reserves and think that we might be in for a long haul of of economic slowdown. Yeah, I think this is just an an early indicator if it is an indicator. Um, I hope that it's just kind of a, a coincidence that we're seeing some of these layoffs, but it does seem like it's correlated with kind of the other the other market downturns going on right now. Um, one thing that I feel like is probably contributing to it um, that I think we're going to see level out is we saw one of the hottest VC uh, venture capital funding markets in recent memory here over the, the past year or so, uh, kind of all through COVID. So I'm wondering if how, how much has that contributed to it? These companies raising up massive valuations where 
they kind of have to grow. They set these expectations that they're going to beat that valuation. And then uh, when the, the economy starts slowing, like it does, the only real option that they have to continue that growth is to cut headcount and continue trying to, to grow with that kind of more lean mm -hmm. model. So I'm sure that has some, something to do with it, but also worth noting from this that the, the funding market uh, kind of at large for venture capital and for startups is definitely starting to contract. We're seeing uh, valuations start to, to come down a little bit. Um, so it'll be an interesting trend to follow on and see if, if we truly head into a recession, which I saw you defined that in the, uh, in the doc, what exactly is it's like two consecutive, is it uh, yeah. quarters? Quarters. Yep. Yeah. Two quarters of, uh, GDP just to finish out that. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know exactly the, I, I should have looked this up, but economic contraction is the term I've heard. Mm -hmm. Um, so um, GDP is a huge one in that. So let's just go with that. Yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot there trying to define a recession, but <laughs> anyway, um, no, along, along those lines, I think it's just kind of an early indicator of, uh, how startups are going to be impacted by an economic downturn. So, uh, something to it's be aware GDP, of. You're right. Yeah. So two consecutive quarters of decreased GDP, decreases in yep. GDP, uh, is a recession. So hope we're not headed for that. Um, there are some early indicators that we might be, but we'll stay optimistic and keep on doing our thing until, uh, until something changes. Yeah. We'll be here to cover it, but we're still <laughs> optimistic about technology. Every, every past recession, I mean, it's the business cycle at the end of the, the recession, it's higher than it was before. So that's right.